0: Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your should say sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe, open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie.
1: Eric Asher and inside New Orleans.
2: Party, baby.
0: Welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. 106.1 FM NASH icon on your radio dial. Taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. Certainly appreciate you uh, checking out our program. Remember, plenty of ways to do it, right? So lucky to have all these venues uh, that you can check out the program. I can't remember when we were on just AM radio, right? Uh, you know, If you got the website, it was really cool because you could listen on the website. Uh, but now, again, so many ways to catch the program. I Radio app, TuneIn Radio app. Uh, on, those are digital platforms. Take the show with you anywhere. Free downloads, smartphone or tablet. NASHFM106.1.com. EricAsher.com. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors are home based on all podcasting platforms. And, again, you can listen at any time you feel the need, okay? I mean, you can't get to it at a certain time. It's a lot like DVR for television now, right? I mean, I can't. I can't watch Sports Zone and fourth down on four, and um, and I'm trying to think Fox Eight uh, or, uh, overtime or again final play. I rarely catch those 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 shows live. I just have so much going on, but I'm able to go back and be able to catch those programs. Where in the past, you know, if you weren't right in front of the television when those programs are coming on, forget about it. Okay, maybe again you had the your, um, you know, uh, you, could, uh, you could you could record those programs, but man, now again the way it is with uh, with Radio and digital media, so many ways to be able to catch our show. So, again, thank you. Uh, no matter where you are, again, uh, consuming our program, thank you for doing so. Uh, we got a great show for you today. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we've got Mike Scarborough, who's going to join us at 430 from com and he's going to tell us about what's going on at LSU. I'm telling you right now, Brian Kelly is smoking hot, okay? Uh, his recruits over the last few weeks have been phenomenal. We'll get into that. Ross Jackson is going to uh, p- join us from, again, um, Locked on Saints podcast, also, again, Saints Wire. That'll be at 515. We're going to talk about the Saints offensive line. But, again, he wrote an article uh, on Saints Wire, um, or maybe it was the podcast, about uh, the comeback player of the year and how it could possibly be Jameis Winston. So we'll we'll discuss that as well. And then we're going to finish up with Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show. We're going to cover a lot with him. Uh, And and I know there there are some out there, and I I I get complaints. You bring Jordy on and you talk about everything. He's an LSU guy. No, he's not. He is a talk show host. And talk show hosts talk about everything. So, again, we'll talk about realignment. What may happen with the ACC As again, there are some, some schools now that are looking to be able to try to get into the SEC. What will happen to the Big 12? What's going to happen to the Big 10? Um, I'm sorry, the Big 12 and the, and the Pac-12. Uh, again, with, again, now the, now the Big 10 absorbing some of those Pac-12 schools. So we'll get into that. We're going to talk about the Pels as well. want to get his take on Zion. Uh, you know, again, Zion's camp, the platform in which they've, again, got the word out about where they were uh, during the offseason, during the season when he was injured. And, of course, uh, leading up to uh, the contract, they've used his platform, Jordy's platform, to get their word out. So, well, obviously, we're going to talk to him a little bit about that. And we have some time we'll talk to him about the Saints as well. So, we've got a pretty full show for you today. Uh, in the first uh, segment, I want to talk about that Ninth Ward Field of Dreams. And uh, specifically, what is what is going to happen now with Arnie Fickle taking over and, and the rebuilding of that project. And then I'm also going to get into some PELs as well with the Kevin Durant situation. We'll talk about that uh, here in this first segment. Today's program brought to you by my good friends, long time, long time sponsors of this program. Uh, that's the Bader Brothers, and of course they're fantastic restaurants. The Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week. Got to try their incredible breakfast. You love breakfast, I'm telling you right now. Make it a, make it a bucket list. deal, okay. But also again, Mambo's, uh, with again the only rooftop bar on Bourbon Street. Uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, again, right here in the heart of Metairie uh, with, again, all the, all your favorites uh, with C- Cajun Creole Cuisine. Uh, the Hideout Bar, which is always a great place to be able to go out and have a drink, uh, ha- get some live music as well. And, and, of course, Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Uh, this half hour brought to you by Old New Orleans Cookery. Open night late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. And I've talked about the restaurant before because there's so many ways you can just enjoy the restaurant. The picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street, you can sit up right in front and watch the craziness there. Go to the back of the restaurant, and, of course, you've got an authentic French Quarter courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night, some cocktails there, maybe dine there. Go to the second floor, not one, but two Bourbon Street balconies with these beautiful adjoining rooms, these large rooms that have a private bar, private restroom. They use that for overflow on, on, on uh, weekends like this past weekend, right, with Essence and July 4th. Well, they, again, they'll utilize that as an overflow. But, again, you can also have your next event there, 200, 200 block of Bourbon Street. Are you kidding me? Right there with Bourbon Street balconies. Get out of here. You know it's going to be a great time. Uh, it's a wonderful dining experience over at Old New Orleans Cookery. Perfect for date night, closing that deal, getting together with friends, family. It doesn't matter. It's always fun. And, of course, you want to find out more, go to nolacookery.com where you get the full menu there and find out more about, again, Old New Orleans Cookery. You know it's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Part of the oceana family of restaurants all right um last night and of course yesterday afternoon in the times pick union on fox eight there was another rendition of um of what was what's happening in the in, in the ninth ward in terms of the stadium that was supposed to be built post katrina and look we all heard about it right the ninth ward Field of dreams i've had jeff duncan on this program from from the from when he was with the uh with the athletic and and of course uh, uh again with um, uh, what he did in, in, in terms of, again, ex- exposing what was going on along with Lee Zurich, there was a collaboration there. Uh, now, of course, Jeff doing, doing it for the thetimespeakumdowell.com. And, you know, we know the story. I and mean, in case you don't, there was that a million dollars that was raised uh, uh, pre- post-Katrina. Uh, there were many, many people that, again, utilized that as a backdrop a news, newscast uh, that were broadcasting from, from here, um, including Anderson Cooper. Uh, talking about this field of dreams, building this stadium uh, for Carver High School, but also, again, for all the public schools, especially the public schools uh, to, on, on the eastern side of the city, but all public schools would be able to use, utilize this, this, this project. Unfortunately, in typical New Orleans fashion, uh, the money was stolen or usurped or misused. A million dollars that was pledged from people like Arnie Philco, like uh, Gail and Tom Benson, uh, people from around the world, around the state, around the city, around the country, who, again, saw this as an opportunity to give back and help rebuild New Orleans, uh, that money was, was ultimately either stolen or, 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 again, mismanaged to the point there was you know nothing in the bank account. Um, you know, a material that was just left on on a on a field that ultimately uh, just rotted away. There was some field turf that rotted away. The light stanchions are up. it was never complete. I'm mean, just 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 typical New Orleans, okay? Typical New Orleans. And here comes Arnie Filco, um, Arnie Filco, and, and others. Deuce McAllister, uh, some other folks that again that are close with Arnie, that that have been involved in other fundraising um, um, situations with him. Uh, they took over the project. Okay, after a million dollars that was donated to the project that was stolen. Uh, So you've got you got a situation now where a lot of people are hearing this, myself included. And I got to tell you, I picked up the phone and called Arnie and asked if he was crazy. Okay, I really did. What are you getting involved in this for? You got to be out of your mind. But leave it to Arnie Filco, okay, to lead the way. Instead of being pissed off, which I would have been, right? Okay, I'm giving money out of my campaign that I could give to someone else. and, and, And again, it's either stolen or mismanaged. He took on the project, and he didn't have to do it. He tapped into his contacts in and out of sports. He got the architects to be able to, again, do the design pro bono, engineers involved in the project pro bono. And now they're on the cusp of breaking ground on the on, later this year on the Carver campus in, in the Ninth Ward of a brand-new stadium. I mean, it, it is amazing. Through his political contacts, Arnie was able to, again, Uh, raised $3 million through the federal government. Troy Carter carried the ball on that. Uh, Representative Bowie uh, got $3.8 million from the state. So, again, they're very, very close to a little bit over $10 million that they're looking for to build this stadium. They're still raising about $2.2 million. And Arnie said last night on Fox 8 that he feels very, very comfortable in his interview with Lee Zurich that they're going to have that $2.2 million and going to be able to complete the project. I will say this. The only thing I don't like about the project is that they're going to be turning this money over to the school board to allow the school board to oversee it instead of this board of directors that has been put together by Philco to be able to oversee the, um, uh, the, the money and to oversee the, um, the, the building of the stadium. Uh, you know, we'll see how that kind of plays out down the line here. But, again, it's going to have to be watched very closely. I'm just telling you right now, straight up, okay? We know the history of the New Orleans uh, Public School Board. We just do. All these Paris school board, But it's going to be a beautiful stadium. Uh, there's going to be a track there. Okay, so there'll be track and field events, locker rooms, concession, a possible Hall of Fame, and meeting rooms. Just beautiful for the community. Something, again, the something the Ninth Ward needs desperately, and they have not had. And look, I've talked about it a lot in this program, right? We need more high school stadiums. Just today on, on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, I had Richie Mills on. Uh, from WGNO-TV, did a great job on the show. One of the things we talked about was stadium. okay? He was talking about the breakers, and he mentioned Tad Gormley. It would be great that they come back to Tad Gormley. Well, I mean, Tad Gormley needs a, a facelift. I mean, is Fox going to put up the money for that? Uh, is, is, uh, you know, because they're, they're running the, the, the USFL? Where's the money going to come from? It's, it would be embarrassing in some cases to put a, 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 a semi-professional, a professional leg on, 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 on those grounds right now. It's bad enough that high school play, high school teams are playing there. It's falling apart. Okay, yes. I mean, last time we put money into what nineteen ninety two uh, for the uh, Olympic trials. I mean, <laughs> really, and I don't know. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm being facetious here. So, when you when you look at this situation, um, it is amazing that the second time around that this thing is going to be built. But it's typical, Arnie Filco. He's amazing. Look, he leaves his post as president of the NBA Retired Players Association, and he left that entity better than he found it, okay? There are more benefits now for retired NBA players than there ever was under his under his guidance. They were a, a, a entity that was losing money every every year. They now have money in the bank. That's Arnie Filco. That's his leadership, okay? Um, he comes back because, again, his family is... Is in love with New Orleans. They are New Orleans. They may not be New Orleans born, but they're New Orleans certified, and they they were homesick. They wanted to come back to the city. They were living in Chicago. They could have lived anywhere they wanted to live, but they wanted to come back to New Orleans. So again, he retire. Again, he he leaves the retired uh, NBA Players Association, comes back to New Orleans to take on the, Ju- the 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 head job of the Jewish Federation. Once again, what giving back. So in in his position there, he continues to be a leader in in, in our region. So. Now, you know, you got Arnie in true Philco fashion putting his rep on the line for this project, and it's going to get done. It's going to get done. And, and it's so needed in our city to have another stadium. And then to be able to have this resurrected and, then and, then, and again, having this, uh, you know, come to fruition is, is going to be a feather in everyone's cap. You know, not, not just Philco. Philco could care less. I could be honest with you. He could care less about the accolades, et cetera. He'd like to be in the background if possible. Uh, it's too bad. And obviously, this is a personal standpoint from my personal. It's too bad that corruption and infighting, uh, especially, again, with then Mayor Mitch Landrew, burned him out of politics. And, and, and again, look, literally burned him out of politics because I'm telling you right now, if Philco runs for mayor against Landrew and beats him. And I think he beats him. OK, coming off his first term as as council president based on what he did in leading that council against Ray Nagin, leading all the reforms that we've seen, again, with the city council. Like I said before, the city council today rivals the city council of, of, of that period, post-Cost Katrina. But the only difference is you have three members of the city council that want to be the next mayor. Okay, so, again, they've got skin in the game here because, you know, they're going to be out front. They're going to try to make things happen. But, again, on the back end, they're trying to be the next mayor. Philco was never going to be a guy that was going to be in politics full time, okay? He was the, he, uh, again, aspired to the Thomas Jefferson way, way of politics, serve and go home. This was never going to be a career for him. It's just a, a conduit for him to be able to get things done. And his decision to be able to run for council president again, and then ultimately, again, the infighting and the backfighting with Mitch Landry just burned him out. That and corruption burned him out. Beard the end. We would be so much further along in our recovery. We'd have a true direction for this city right now if it was Arnie Filco as our mayor. You know, I'm, I'll be honest with you. And I, I wish he would run run for mayor this time around because uh, he's the kind of leader that New Orleans needs. But, again, I think it's just too much to ask of a man and, and his family who, again, their whole lives have been given about giving back. So you look at this stadium and you say to yourself, man, why get involved in something like that? Especially, again, after, after we've seen the money stolen, the money mismanaged, et cetera. But it's all about, again, giving back for the Philco family and Arnie Philco. And, and I can tell you what, Deuce McAllister's involved in this. Uh, he's got uh, a- other individuals who, again, have been involved in philanthropy, uh, raising money uh, for stadiums, and I mean, for, for other things. And, and they, they're going to make this happen. Look, the one thing I told Arnie a long, long time ago, again, from, from seeing this up close and personal during his campaign for, um, for, for, the council, for the council at large seat, the man can raise some money, okay? The dude knows how to raise money. I mean, remember. Think back pre-Katrina to when the Saints were were, were going without sellouts and Benson was threatening to move the team. It was Arnie Filco who was calling all these businesses each and every week so that, again, we could get it done by Friday at, what, 3 o'clock so the games would be on TV, so the elderly and the shut-ins would be able to see Saints games. But also, again, to let people see Saints games, so maybe they'll buy a ticket next time. But, I mean, again, it's just it, it's who Philco is. It's who the Philco family is. And, and I just want to say a big congratulations. And that's got to be a debt of gratitude to a guy that could live anywhere he wants in the nation, that, that again, could, could be working with any entity he wants in the nation, but to be able to come back, make this his home, and all it is is about giving back. Yes, I am, I am biased. He is a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, but I just call it like I see it. million raised from the federal government, $3.8 million uh, raised from the state, and and then, of course, now another $2.2 million that they're going to have to put on the books, and believe me, Philco will get it done, and you will see the ribbon cut on this stadium as long as he's involved in it every step of the way. And. That's the kind of leadership we need in this city. Meanwhile, again, we've got infighting with the council between, you know, on on the crime situation, which, again, look, I'm going to say right now, I agree with the New Orleans City Council. If you read my tweets, if you read my Facebook post, if you are listening to this show, crime is out of control. It's been out of control for too long in this city. And for too long, individuals in this city did not step up and say anything. Okay? They were too afraid to be able to take on the mayor. You, you, someone, and again, this is uh, four years of this with the last council. Now, again, as I said, there are certain individuals. I'm gonna say, you know, I mean, I'm not J.P. Morrell, Helena Moreno, and Oliver Thomas, who are gonna run for mayor next time around. So they got skin in the game here. Every time they speak, it's a campaign platform for them. I'm not saying that they don't want to do something about the crime situation. Obviously, they do. But at least they're taking a leadership role in this city right now. Uh, we need true leadership. And that's been the problem here in, in this city. And then, you know, the mayor's going to come on and talk around it. Uh, finally, again, this within the last couple of weeks, uh, we've seen, uh, at least this week, council members say that, you know, that they're, they're, they're playing a shell game uh, with the administration in terms of not uh, recognizing the problem here in this city when it comes to crime. And I've been talking about that forever on this program. You know, you just can't ignore it. I mean, at this, way, at this point, again, you've got to call the mayor out for who she is and what she's doing. Again, if it's time to party, She is the lead. She is the queen of the party. You hear me? Okay. this weekend, in essence, believe me, she was in she was in her element. If you could party all the time, party all the time. That's the mayor. But There is business to be done here in this city. There is recovery money that needs to be spent. There are infrastructure that needs to be repaired. There is a a crime situation that, again, is totally out of control. The number one murder capital of the world per per, per capita, murder capital of the country per capita. Okay, where people are afraid to come out of their homes, where people are, again, are are, are afraid to live in the city anymore. And that something has to be done before there is a true mass exodus. And the only way it's going to be done is, again, with true leadership that is totally focused 24 hours a day on the issues that face the city. We don't have that right now with this mayor. Maybe one of these council members will, will, again, take on the job and do it right. I'm wishing that Philco would have run, or would run and, and do it right, but I don't think he's going to do it. Again, I think he's pretty much almost done with politics. Uh, but this is just an amazing deal, and it goes to show you that even the long shot of getting something done, like a re- rebuilding, the building of a stadium in the Ninth Ward after the money was stolen and, mis- and misused, to get that done, you need real leadership, and you need somebody that can bring people together. Philco was able to do that. And uh, we'll be breaking ground on this uh, at the end of, by the end of this year. And that is going to be, for the Ninth Ward, maybe that's the, 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 the engine that really starts to kick things off, you know, to be able to help some economic development. Maybe, to, again, to, to get people involved, especially if we get the crime situation under control. And that's got a big job one. But again, kudos to, to Philco, kudos to, to Deuce McAllister, kudos to the entire board, board members that are, again, just regular citizens and also those that have been involved in uh, philanthropy in, in our city. Uh, for the the, the uh, Also, again, the architects, the engineers who are doing this pro bono, thank you for giving back to our city. And thank you, Arnie Philco, once again, for stepping up for New Orleans. It's what you do. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to... Um, Mike Scarborough of Tigerbait.com will get his take on everything that is that has happened with LSU, uh, which is a heck of a lot when you talk about the uh, the, the the football team, what's going on with baseball, etc. But we're, we're gonna concentrate on football. Uh, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a generator, think Burkhardt. Look, it's right right now, we're we're kind of what? We're kind of in that that, that time of year where uh, we don't we're not really worried. I don't I not wanna say not worried. We're we're not we don't normally get a lot of storms during 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 July. Okay, you know August, September. That's the time we know it. You're running out of time. If you want a generator in place before we really get into the heart of hurricane season, you got to get rolling on it. Burkhardt has generators in their warehouse right now that can install in your home. Okay, and they will they will again come out, sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator to power up your home or your business when the electricity goes out. Then they'll come out and do a single day install if you guys come to an, come to an agreement. Uh, don't forget about, again, financing is available. Generators, you can finance it over time. Also, uh, when, it, when it comes to generators, when it comes to parts uh, and service, they got you covered over at, over at Burkhart, again, with 24 hours, 7 days a week service. Also, again, uh, they've got the warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need. That new install quality check is what they do for everything they install in your home. They get you feel comfortable how to operate the system. But, again, if you're looking for a generator for your home or your business and you're trying to get that in before, again, the, the, the heart of hurricane season, Get them moving. Call Burkhardt, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceanic Grill, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, The Hideout Bar, and Bobby Bear's Cajun of Restaurant. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. I don't want to hear it. Can't get a late meal in New Orleans. Everybody closing by 10 o'clock. Forget about it. Not at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. They're open late. So, again, whether it's breakfast in the morning or in the, or in early afternoon over at uh, Oceana or, it's bre- or if it's lunch and dinner at, uh, o- at Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's or Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant, make sure, again, you enjoy our meal. you got to try some cocktails, too, over at the Oceana family of restaurants. We'll be right back with Mike Scarborough of tigerbeat.com.
1: Ray Maliazzi here. I'd like to carry more parts, but I barely have room to think in my garage. Luckily, eBay Motors has all the right parts at the right prices, 122 million of them. Can't imagine stocking that many parts. Where would I get all those shelves? eBay Motors, let's
5: ride. Delays remain solid if you're traveling along 10 westbound from Elysian Fields to Canal. Also, 10 eastbound, your delays are heavy from the 610 to the high-rise. Look out for delays on the 610 on the westbound side from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. And also be mindful of delays that are heavy if you're traveling eastbound along the 610 from Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. Delays are solid if you're traveling along the eastbound side of the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City connection with delays solid from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. And if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway, delays are solid from the claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles-Carondelet exit. And delays pick back up along the westbound side of the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Look out for accidents Bullard at Chef, also North Claiborne at Tennessee, and Magazine at Thalia. I'm Ed Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brander Traffic Center.
1: Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen. Your largest investment? Call DA Exterminating now ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com.
2: On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers
0: Today's program is brought to you by Oceana Grill, also Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, and Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. Come on in, man, and enjoy a fantastic meal. Again, um, amazing cocktails, incredible beer selection, uh, a mouth-watering menu that has Cajun Creole cuisine that is outstanding. But more than that, literally, it's a, it's a pretty eclectic menu for you, something for everyone on the menu. Uh, you can enjoy a great meal while, again, hanging out with friends, watching the game, 30-plus TV screens. You never miss a play, and when I and when I say and when I say never miss a play, I'm talking about even TVs in the restroom. So look, let me tell you something. Uh, just always a fun time as well. Uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant it's unique. It's a perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana Louisiana cuisine. What does that mean? It is like a museum when you walk in Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant with the memorabilia. Some of it is one of a kind. I mean, literally, if you're a memorabilia buff, it's almost like walking through a museum. Check it out. I mean, everywhere you turn. And then, of course, uh, the, the menu is outstanding. Look, they're open seven days a week, lunch and dinner. They're open late, too, as well. It's 4101 Veterans in Lake Villa. You know where it's at, right? Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. So good. So good. Yeah, you're right. All right. Um, Let's head to the guest line. Joining us on the program now is Mike Scarborough, who has been incredibly busy. uh, And he's with TigerBait.com. I've been saying it a long time now, folks. Mike and Mike's been coming on my show well over a decade, maybe almost 15 years. And if you're not subscribing to TigerBait, you're not keeping up with what's going on with LSU. And if you're not subscribing to the new and improved TigerBait, man, you're missing out period, the end. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for your time on on a busy, busy week for you.
6: Hey, glad to be with you, Eric. Yeah, uh, Got uh, a lot of times confused today, but uh, they've had a slew of uh, LSU football commitments in the last week, and we're waiting on another one at 6 o'clock Central. Jeremiah Hughes, a cornerback from Las Vegas, uh, Bishop Gorman, is going to announce his decision, and we fully expect it to be LSU. And then... Um there's another one tomorrow and uh they're just you know you had a lot of uh, LSU fans uh very anxious a couple of weeks ago when the when LSU's recruiting class was barely inside the top 50 wherever you looked and now all of a sudden they've been catapulted in, well into the top 10 so uh, it's been an amazing uh week to 10 days uh for for LSU football and like I said uh You've got that one, and then you've got a five-star wide receiver in Jalen Brown tomorrow from Miami Gulliver Prep that uh, Miami's absolutely sick about. Some people compare him to Devonta Smith, uh, and uh, we expect that one to be LSU. So, the uh, 13 commitments going on the weekend is, is our projection.
0: So, right now, total of 11, and then the next two, what you're expecting over the next two today, and then, uh, what, to tomorrow... Uh, we'll we'll, we'll put LSU at 13.
6: Exactly. And uh, then they've got some more they're going to be expecting to be happening in the next couple of weeks. uh, Adding to the class of 2024 as well. That class now has a couple. Uh, Got Xavier Debo Atkins. um, So, uh, from uh, Jonesboro Hodge, linebacker, Uh, we had that live on our YouTube channel when he broke that news Tuesday afternoon at at 3 o'clock. And so, uh, that that uh, 24 class is uh, starting to get cranked up now.
0: Mike, can you can you give us some highlights? Look, because um, Kelly has, has signed some in-state guys recently, but he has just tore it up out of state. I mean, using his national contacts. And when you look at the list, and by the way, you can see that list on TigerBait.com uh, of, 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 of uh, commit, verbal commitments, uh, it's all over the country, man.
6: Yeah, and, and part of that uh, is the contacts and where each one of these assistant coaches hailed from before Brian Kelly brought him to Baton Rouge. Uh, but then a lot of it's by necessity. Um, one of the first things we realized when Jamar Kane, LSU's defensive line t- coach, took the job is we didn't see where there were any tackles or ends in the state of Louisiana. There are going to be seniors uh, in Louisiana that uh, – might get an lsu offer or must-haves and that's still the case so the entire defensive line haul has to come from high schools out of state or the transfer portal and so now that the ncaa rule is no limits on your signing class you just have to be at 85 each august um you know we're going to see where they're at in december with commitments high school and then we're also going to be seeing uh, what the hall is gonna be uh from the portal. Um but now so Jamar Kane's had a nice run, a handful of defensive linemen, and so we now think that um Brad Davis offensive line uh he's about to have a run uh on offensive line but he's he's not quite is in the in the predicament uh that Kane is because he's got zalance heard up at Neville um, you got Tyree Adams at St. Aug that they highly covet, um, and so there's a, at least a couple of in-state kids uh, that uh, that have committable offers from LSU. But he's still going to need a full class of five or six.
0: What are some of the guys that 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 uh, have committed that really stick out to you that really you think can come in and be a force for this team in, in the what is it, the 2024 season?
6: Well, I really like Trey Holly, the quarterback. The uh, excuse me, the running back from Union Parish. I, I just think that kid. He, he he's an absolute beast. He's a little guy, but he's well put together. Uh, if you want to say that he's Clyde edwards Hilaire, but with more top-end speed or, or, or more breakaway, um, you can go with that. But he, even though he's small in stature, he can also run between the tackles. So. I think him, I think maybe the tight end, Mark just because that's such a need position. Um, and obviously a big uh, group of um, defensive backs uh, on board. And So I think a couple of the DBs uh, could be guys, whether it's Doherty uh, or Yates. I think some of those guys... Um, but uh, when you start adding in, you know, guys who aren't committed, like Caleb Jackson, at, 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 the running back at Liberty, mm-hmm. I think he could be a guy who plays as a true freshman. You got Shelton Sampson at Catholic High. Um, we got Kai Preen at St. James, who they highly covered, covet the wide receiver. Uh, and, I, and I think probably the guy that, if you want to say who is the must get that's not committed right now, just because it's a premium position, it's going to be the Lance Hurd, the. Uh, the offensive lineman at Neville.
0: Mike Scarborough is with us, TigerBait.com. Got to check out his, his website. We'll tell you more about that when we finish up. Uh, Mike, it uh, looked like they went heavy with linemen. Um, who do you like?
6: Um, I think probably Jackson Howard, the defensive end. I really like from Minneapolis. Uh, his father uh, played for Stanford and was a second-round draft pick uh, just 20 years ago. I think it was 2001 or 2002 draft. Um, and so he's a kid who could play both defensive end and tight end. Very impressed with him. had a chance to talk to both he and his dad. His dad's also his coach. So uh, I think he's, he's a guy that I really like. And I also think uh, Darren Reed uh, from Columbus, Georgia. I, uh, he's a guy that I know uh, Ohio State was sick about losing LSU. Um, a six foot five uh two hundred and sixty pound lineman that you know might be kind of in that jo- Jaqueline and Roy uh realm uh mm-hmm. once he gets here. Uh he's he's got that kind of size. But it could also be an outside guy like Alec Gates.
0: Right. Um the, the national recruiting, is it because the state was down the the, the in, in the 2023 class or was it because Kelly was coming in and, and, again, his coaches were coming in from other universities and they already had inroads into some of these other players?
6: Uh, the state is down. Um, it, it's a combination of two things. The state is down and then there's some circumstances with some of the prospects in the state because of – LSU having signed Walker Howard last year. Um, There's some political stuff, uh, obviously with uh, Eli Holstein, who's committed Alabama. Um, Walker was behind his older brother at St. Thomas More. Walker was the guy at St. Thomas More after him. Eli, of course, is, uh, you know, uh, two years behind Walker. He didn't want to wait, so he transferred to Zachary. And so, that's part of it there. And then there's the Arch Manning. Obviously, he's got a high ranking. Um, another Walker Howard situation and you know, I that that's I think Walker Howard is a big part of those two. Then you got like Jaden Osbury, uh, Verge's son. Uh older brother Austin signed with Auburn last year. I think he's probably gonna do the same thing and chart his own path. Uh, might it be Notre Dame, might it be Florida, might it be Auburn uh, with his brother, we'll see. Um, Or maybe he reverses course. And then there's uh, Tackett Curtis, the linebacker at Manny, uh, who's down, I think, what, USC, Ohio State in Wisconsin. Uh, LSU's not even in its final three. Um, And the issues in that recruiting process go back to Orgeron. A lot of uh, being upset about how late LSU offered him under Orgeron. And uh, so I think this staff was behind the eight ball before they even got got to town.
0: Mike, let's shift gears to um, uh, the possible uh, expansion of the SEC. We're hearing that there are ACC schools that are petitioning the SEC to join. uh, Virginia, North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson. Uh, How do you think that plays with the schools that are already in the SEC uh, and do you think that? Because I think the SEC is going to be able to pick and choose who they want. Do you think that these uh, these four are on the are are on? I'm sorry, these three are on the um, on the on, on the radar. It is four: the, those, the Virginia, North Carolina, Florida State, and Clemson, are on the radar of the SEC. Well, I and mean, then what does
6: that and what does that mean for Notre Dame?
0: No, no, right? that, that that was going to be my next question. But go ahead.
6: Yeah, because it, it it's you know it. it is, would Notre Dame consider the SEC uh, because they've already got a, a, a relationship with your ACC schools, um, or would they go to their natural place, the, the Big Ten? Uh, I don't know how they can just twist in the wind out there forever, but I, I just don't know where, where all this settles at the end of the day. I, you know, how big can these conferences get, and what do schedules look like, and you know, and what does it do for the flavor and the the uh, the regional atmosphere. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just don't find it appealing that
0: to see Virginia on an SEC schedule. That that just doesn't move a uh, needle at all. Mike, Mike I'm, I'm with you. Uh, look, from a historic standpoint, you and I growing up with again all these different conferences. You know, again, the battles between the conferences, plus you get the basketball, etc. cetera, you know, the bowl tie-ins, uh, you know, just the historic significance of being in a long-time conference. Okay, I don't want to call it historic conference, but a long-time conference. You know, the, the rivalries, everything that's involved in that, that is now just going to go to the wayside. It's almost like you're taking about, a, you know, over 150 years of, 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 of history of the NCAA, of NCAA football and just throwing it out the window. Uh, but I mean, look, TV is driving this, okay. At the end of the day, well, and well, what if you're the, not if what? you're not if you're not involved in it, and you don't you don't get involved, then again, you're going to be in the outside looking in, like maybe the Big Twelve is right now. I, I, but
6: Virginia and North Carolina don't move the needle in football.
0: Oh, I agree. But but they'll move the needle in basketball and baseball.
6: Yeah, I I don't know. It, to me, it's all football. It, it, it's I don't know. It's Look, you, you've already got enough stuff happening right now where you're turning a big segment of your longtime uh, uh, college football, uh, the nucleus of your fan base. You've already turned off a significant portion. I don't know what the number is, but I can tell you, i like to feel like I have a pretty good pulse on what's going sure, on in the demographic of, of a Tiger bait subscriber and what I see on my message boards. And the phone calls I take, and 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 then we do our YouTube show. What we see in the comments there, um, and I I don't think you need to be an old, uh, you know, a sixty year old saying "get off my lawn." I don't, I don't think there's many thirty year olds that like to where, where this is going.
0: Well, well, to me that's good to hear. Okay, because again, some sometimes I feel like I again I, I'm like I an old fuddy duddy because. Uh, I, I do value the rivalries. I do value the the history of conferences. I I do value this. Look, you know, you know, even when the when the SEC expanded the last couple times, and even those schools where they were geographically again at least in the mix here, you know, I still kind of you know you still kind of stepped out a little bit. But uh, to see again the possibility of having just two major conferences and then everybody else, you know, again to me that's that's not college football.
6: Yeah, I I, I just and then so. So then, you want to talk about? We're already not unsure about how the scheduling is going to work, and what system are they going to use? Nine-game SEC schedule? What's this? How will the, how will the SEC championship game get uh, figured out? And then, what are the tiebreakers to get there? If you don't have divisions, uh, and then you're going to muddy the water and add add some ACC schools that nobody gives a damn about. I mean, I, I don't even know if, if if you know the schools on the periphery like Tennessee. Uh, in Georgia, and Auburn, who are the closest to those destinations, if that even has any appeal to those fan bases. Uh, I, I, I highly doubt that it does.
0: Well, then there's the other school of thought where you only go for the top, uh, you know, thoroughbred. You only go for Clemson. You only go for for Notre Dame. You know, maybe again you go for a Miami because of the um, because of the TV market. You know that you you're, you start picking and choosing just the best of the best to build a true super conference. But then there's going to be a, a bigger gap between the have and have-nots of some SEC schools that really will not be able to compete, especially well, in- with in- Texas, the uh, Texas and Oklahoma coming in. And look what 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 is the shelf life on
6: Clemson? You know, do we look back 50 years from now and this little stretch of Clemson is is a blip on the radar? What, you know, is this something that, that, that they can maintain? We've already seen a little bit of a slide under Dabo. You know, Clemson was nothing for decades. You had to go back to what?
0: 1980 what? Bef- before yeah, Davo got there about 84 80, was it 83 84 right right you know is, is, so, is, there, is this, and then there's the other there part goes- of this Mike about the schools that are domiciled in the same state you know if it's if you got Florida do you want Miami and Florida state in in the SEC um you know you you look at you know some some of those situations as well yeah
6: I, it is is does Sankey have to sit back and say, you know what? At some point, we're diluting, and we're we're you're 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 hurting your brand by adding those schools. There's something to be said about the flavor of the SEC. I didn't like the idea of adding Texas A&M um, in, in Missouri. Uh, I I, uh, I I still kind of. You know now, but now Jimbo's there and everything that's going on. It, it's mm-hmm. and of course Johnny Manziel coming in and doing what he did for A and M right off the bat, kind of yes. uh, was a good thing. That that right. helped, it, it, it helped
0: it helped ease the process, no doubt. I agree,
6: absolutely. But initially, uh, I, I didn't care to have them there, and I right. certainly don't like Texas and their arrogant fan base.
0: Uh, you, well, you, we'll you, see how it's going to shake out. I mean, look, again, like I said, TV's driving this. And it's going to be one of those things, If you, again, it's just like musical chairs. It, it, you know, Who's going to be the last one standing? Uh, because the Big 12 is, is, has got to be absorbed absorb some teams so they can be relevant. Um, we'll see what's going to happen with the ACC well, so that they stay it, relevant. Look, so it, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. If the Big
6: 12, uh, if you're sitting there and you're, you're thinking like, oh, well, if we don't take Virginia, uh, North Carolina, and Clemson, uh, well, then so-and-so is going to take them. Well, what does that mean for you when you're negotiating – with ESPN for your next TV contract, does it really matter to you? You know, it, cause it's like with what you've got now, if you're, if you're the sec, what are you really missing? The only thing in the big 10 is Ohio state. You know, if Michigan, if you look, if you really study Michigan's history, even Bo Schembeckler was average. Mm-hmm. If you really study what the average one loss re- record of Michigan has been like in the last fifty years, uh, y- you would be shocked at really how irrelevant they've been. Down here, we just you know, think it's a- an entity up there, but Ohio State is is really the only thing that matters in that league. And out west, well, USC...
0: but well, Wisconsin really will come have- in every now and then, and they'll challenge. I mean, but yeah, to your point, it's right. They're the big dog, no doubt. We got yeah. about two. We got about um, a minute and a half left. So, so I know you got You're trying to make a point here.
6: Yeah, I, I just, I, I just, I, I don't. Just don't dilute yourself just for the the sake of having numbers. It's probably better to have some addition by subtraction.
0: There you go, Mike. Tell us about your fantastic site. How folks can subscribe. How folks can follow you on social media.
6: That's it. Go to TigerBait.com, and uh, we've got it all for you. Uh, A lot of recruiting news coming your way. As a subscriber, you're going to get text alerts immediately on our breaking news, newsletters, our message boards. and uh, So go to TigerBait.com, subscribe, choose the annual package versus the monthly. You save three months. You're, You're essentially getting three months for free when you choose the
0: annual. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much for the great information. We'll talk next week. All right, Eric. Thanks for having me. Talk soon. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. Got to be a subscriber if you're a Tiger fan. Don't forget also, folks, about my friends at Burkhardt Air Condition Heating. Doesn't matter where you live in the metropolitan area, they have trucks that are strategically set up all over the metropolitan area to get to you quickly. Again, 30 minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. After-hour service is available. Nate Certified Technicians, only doing the work that's necessary. And they are authorized to service all brands. In the market for a new system, some of the top brands in in, in all the world, again, uh, that Burkhardt is authorized to be able to sell to you. Hey, go with a company you can trust. A company I've trusted for three decades or more. That's right. That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, over 10,000 people in the metropolitan area will tell you why they're so good. Why don't you try them? That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. The TikTok Cafe and the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in an authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Berman Street at Old New Orleans Cookery.
2: Did you book the Townsend's 10th anniversary ticket? Polona's travel agency no, is no, overbooked no, and experiencing water. delays. Need she needs to land a new project manager to clear her business's runways. Yes, Mrs. O'Hara, we checked. Pygmy goats do not count as emotional support animals. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits by interviewing on Indeed. Visit indeed.com credit. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! (laughs) Turns out he likes to do it by feel. (laughs) Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. (laughs) They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride.
2: Life is where preparation meets the unexpected. Law enforcement will always be our primary focus, and we cannot do it alone. Join our family in the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office. Our next training academy is October 17th. The deadline to apply is July 22nd. We will like you to help make a difference. JPSO prides themselves on making the parish safe for citizens and their families. Please go to JPSO.com to find out how to take the next step. This isn't just a career. You become part of a much larger family.
0: Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I want to thank Mike Scarborough for joining us the program. We'll be joined by Ross Jackson and also uh, Jordy Collotta in Hour number 2. Today's program is brought to you by our good friends of the Oceana family of restaurants. Okay, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, The Hideout Bar. Uh, what a great weekend with everybody in town for the July 4th holiday in essence. Uh, get out there and, again, continue to support our local restaurant tours. Support the Oceana family of restaurants. Open late, seven days a week. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. Some of the best mixologists you'll find in all the city. It is, again, the Oceana family of restaurants. Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Olden Walls Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. We'll be right back after these messages. I'm your host, Eric Asher.
5: My head in a bad
0: a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. I'm a
1: our man Eric Asher.
0: Good afternoon. Welcome back. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock, 4 to 6, right here on 106.1 FM NASH Icon. iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, digital platforms, free download for your smartphone or tablet. Take the show with you anywhere. On the World Wide Web at NASH FM 1061, ericasher.com also. Uh, don't forget our social media platforms at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Anchor is our home base when it comes to our, uh, our, fa- our, our uh, podcast. Our podcast is everywhere, so we're on your favorite podcasting platform. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. And, of course, don't forget about this week's uh, Inside New Orleans Sports. Uh, you can check us out tonight at 6 o'clock on WLAE. There's another rebroadcast at 10 p.m. on The Deuce. You miss us tonight? How about um, tomorrow night uh, at um, uh, tomorrow night? Every Friday night at nine o'clock on Pelican Sports Television, ten o'clock on WLAE TV, uh, and uh, Saturday morning at two a.m. on the Do. Saturday afternoon at five p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Rudy, you, you text me something. Why don't you drop, flip the mic on? Uh, where else can can? There's another way to catch. Wait, but there's another way to catch the program. Yeah, of course. Uh, the uh, 1061 Nash app. In your app store. So go to your app store, Nash 1061 app. is yep. another way to take the show with you anywhere. So there's no Thank excuse. you, sir. There's no excuse. Appreciate that very much. That goes on our list now. So the list gets longer for the open. I have people asking me, uh, emailing me, going, E, why do you go through it every time? And I say, because there are always new listeners. And then they're coming in. That's why. And again, you want to let them know where they can catch the program and how they can catch the program. So again, just uh, we don't, we don't, uh, we we love our our uh, our long-time listeners, our daily listeners. But there's always somebody checking out the program. So we want to make sure again they know there are plenty of ways for them for them to check us out if they can't be here between four and six on Monday through Friday. So thank you, uh, Rudy. Nash 106.1 app, and I'll be checking that out on my app store this evening. No doubt about it. Anyway, uh as I, as I was saying about uh, the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, Richie Mills of uh, Channel 26 Sports uh, was our guest, and uh, he did a fantastic job. Um, Saints, LSU, Tulane, Pelicans all on top for us today. He broke down each and every one. Uh, he, was our, he was his maiden voyage on the program. We'll bring him back. He did a great job. I knew he was going to be good. I want to watch him on Sports Zone uh, debating, uh, again, the, uh, the maestro. Ed Daniels, uh, and uh, I knew he would be good on the program, and, and yes, he was. So check us out at your leisure, uh, the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sportsman. Thanks to Mike Scarborough for joining us in hour number one. Hour number two, Ross Jackson coming up at 5.15. Uh, and then uh, Jordy Colada finishes it off for us from the Jordy Colada Show at 5.35 this afternoon. Today's program is brought to you by my good friends over the Oceana family of restaurants. And, of course, that includes uh, the uh, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Mambo's. With all, Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar and, of course, the Mothership, the number one, the the, the, the originator, where it all started for the Beta Brothers. And uh, just uh, look, let me tell you, if you love breakfast, and I'm just going to stop right there, you love breakfast, you got to check out Oceana Grill. Breakfast starts at 8 a.m. and 8 a.m. and goes to 1 p.m. every single day of the week. That's seven days a week. I'm telling you. Uh, the, the breakfast menu is outstanding. And looking back with that traditional breakfast, eggs, grits, sausage, bacon, that, you know, pancakes, etc. that's cool. But if you want to jump into the world-famous crepes or some of the other de- delicacies that they have uh, for, for breakfast, again, you will be enjoying it. And, uh, look, it'll be one of those things where you're saying from now on, hey, we go going to Oceana for breakfast. Period at the end, we go going to Oceana for breakfast. Uh, but also, again, lunch starts at 10 a.m., goes to 4 p.m. Dinner is from 4 p.m. to 1 a.m. Uh, a, a great menu that includes again Cajun Creole cuisine, but so much more. They got a they got a barbecue rib plate that's outstanding. Their burgers awesome. Uh, they got a craw pasta dish that, that again you could put up against any pasta in the city. I'm um, just a fantastic shrimp crawfish. I mean oh so good so good. And then the cocktails amazing. Some of the best mixologists in all in all of the the, the city and all the state right there with the Oceana family of restaurants. And I'm telling you, you'll hear it, oohs and ahs as the waiters are coming out with these beautiful drinks, these beautiful cocktails uh, for, for their guests. So, yeah, folks, get out there and enjoy a great cocktail as well. You can dine, uh, again, downstairs in, in, their, in their restaurant. There's also a place uh, at the bar where you can kind of belly up to the bar, grab some oysters, they get char grilled oysters as well. You can watch those char grilled oysters being made right there in front of you. Or, again, you go to the second floor. There's not one but two not not two, but three, not three, but four, but five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for your next event. They use that for overflow and dining on very, very busy weekends like this past weekend. Uh, but you can have your next event there. They will put on an event like no one else. I mean, the, the, the food... Uh, the, the rooms itself, and then, of course, uh, the, the crew that puts on the, uh, on the catering and, and, uh, and, and all, all the events for Oceana, second in, man, I'm telling you, they are awesome. Uh, also, uh, you, can, uh, you can enjoy their authentic French Quarter Courtyard, which, by the way, is dog-friendly, uh, and it's just beautiful by day, but I'm telling you, you go there at nighttime uh, when, when, when the lights are down, and, and oh, it's just beautiful, spectacular night. Uh, find out more at Oceanagrill.com. That's where you can check out the menu and everything else. Uh, Family-friendly, uh, also a great place to, to, to close a deal. I've seen many a deal's closed at Oceana Grill when we were doing our live broadcast there. And, of course, just a great dining experience for friends, family, and maybe uh, you're on a date. Get out there and enjoy a great meal at Oceana Grill, open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily. Oceana Grill, the best time off Bourbon Street. All right, for those that are looking, where's Ali Cassell? Where's Gary Smith? Both guys are on vacation this week. So we'll pick up Ollie with next week uh, when he comes back talking about the Pels, and we'll pick up Gary Smith uh, talking about Tulane and UNO. Uh, that'll happen next week when they're, uh, when they're back from vacation. Those guys on a well-deserved vacation. So, again, we'll pick it up with them next week. But right now joining us in the program, he's one of the best we have. i am telling you right now, uh, I feel uh, I, I really enjoy his podcast. I look forward to him now as part of, again, the, the, the individuals that write with Saints Wire. I think his columns are well thought out. I think when you look at analytics and how, and how he breaks things down on his, um, on his podcast, it's very easy for the layperson out there that may not know the idiosyncrasies of football to be able to understand what he's doing. And I think you can walk away learning something. And look, that's been my goal day one. I want to put out a show where, again, someone that's listening is learning something. Because, you know, when I listen to talk radio or I listen to a podcast, I want somebody to teach me something. I want them to tell me something I don't know. Happens often when I listen to Ross Jackson. He joins us on the program now. Locked on Saints podcast, Saints Wire. Ross, welcome to the show.
3: Hey, buddy! Always a pleasure to be here with you. Thanks so much for everything, and thanks as always to have you back on. Hope you've been well.
0: Uh, all good. Just got a little va- little mini vacation. Always good to have a mini, little mini vacation. If, if anything, like I said the other day, I love my job. I have the greatest job in the world. But everybody needs to get away sometimes just to kind of recharge. I was able to do that over over this extended weekend and. Looking forward to training camp in a couple weeks uh, and uh, getting some pads on and seeing what the Saints really have uh, in in this year's version of the New Orleans Saints.
3: Yeah, it's going to be a very exciting year. It's going to be, you know, this 2022 season is shaping up to be a really, really exciting one. I think fans are excited. I think those of us that get the uh, great pleasure of covering this organization, we are excited about it. The organization's excited. The players are excited. So I'm sure everybody's ready to get out there on the field here in just a couple of weeks and uh, finally really, really get things underway. It hasn't been an uneventful offseason at all, but there's nothing like showing up for the first day of school when it comes to training camp.
0: Uh, uh, no doubt about it. And, 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 Ross, you'll be at training camp, right? You'll be there, again, almost on a daily basis um, uh, uh, reporting from camp.
3: Yep, absolutely. We'll be there every day uh, starting on the 26th.
0: Beautiful, you wrote a, you wrote an article recently about about um, uh, Jameis Winston having a shot at Comeback Player of the Year. Why don't you elaborate on that? Why you think that's a possibility? Yeah, I think when you look
3: at the last five quarterbacks that have won Comeback Player of the Year that played a full season, right? We've seen a couple of these guys, like uh, Ryan Tannehill, who played through about eight games uh, when he kind of stepped into that starting role in Tennessee around the middle of the season. Alex Smith getting a well-deserved nod as comeback player of the year, one year as well. But when you look at the last five year, five guys that, that won that award that played the entire season, Joe Burrow, uh, Andrew Luck, Phillip Rivers, Peyton Manning, and Matthew Stafford, those last three guys, all three years in a row. Their average stat line was around 4,600 yards, 36 touchdowns, and 14 interceptions, and that was in a 16-game season, with the exception of last year with Joe Burrow, who played a 17-game season. And I think that you know one of the things that that stands out for you is that you think about not only Jameis Winston and the way that his you know he had his season, his career low in terms of interception percentage last year at 1.9 percent, throwing 14 touchdowns just three interceptions. So clearly he's fit in pretty well in this New Orleans Saints system. So if you expand that over the course of a 17-game season in particular, those numbers aren't far off from what Jameis Winston has the ability to put up, especially if you consider the sort of new cast of characters that are around him, with Michael Thomas uh, coming back and being ready to go this season, hopefully, right? Some big story we'll be tracking throughout training camp, but that'll be a big one. Uh, The addition of Jarvis Landry, the, the draft addition of Chris Olave, Jameis Winston has a lot of those pieces that are now available to him that should put him in positions where those numbers aren't really far off to what he might be able to achieve. So just looking at those averages and seeing what Jameis has at his disposal this season in a system that will be built specifically for him with offensive coordinator coordinator Pete Carmichael, it's not outlandish to assume that Jameis Winston could potentially put up those numbers and walk away with at least the comeback player of the year award in
6: 2022.
0: I think it's it's definitely a possibility. Again, I think a lot of things have to happen. One of those things we're going to talk about in a minute is the offensive line. But you can catch this article on Crest City Sports. And, Ross, you're now a contributor to Crest City Sports as well, right?
3: Yes, absolutely. Well, at least a, a piece a week doing a little bit of an in-depth breakdown to drive a little bit more uh, conversation around this exciting season on the way.
0: So again, that's Saints Wire. That's Locked On Saints podcast, and now doing something for Crest City Sports. He sleeps sometimes, but not much. Okay, not much, yes, not exactly much at right, all. Exactly right. <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm usually, I'm usually dreaming about my next article or my next podcast episode. So there you, there know, you go. No, no it's, doubt it's, about, it's about it. All right, let's talk smarter, not harder.
0: Well, well, look, I'll tell you right now. It, it's funny. You do this long enough, and you are dreaming about your next article, <laughs> or your next. It's, there's no doubt about that. I would agree okay. with that 100%. I've been talking about the offensive line over the last week now. Again you know, not that I don't have faith in it. It's just that again, there are some guys that need to prove some things. And again, Caesar Ruiz mm-hmm. is one. Uh, Andres Pete coming off an in injury is another. Uh, we I think we have a lot of faith in in, in, in um, Eric McCoy. He's one of the better centers in the league. But there's going to be a battle between Penning and Hurst for the left tackle position. And we hope that again, Ramshack is going to come back 100%. He wasn't really right. injured until this past season. And you know, again, how's he going to bounce back? Is he going to be the same player? Obviously, we feel he will be. But in order for Jameis to be a guy that, that can maybe be the comeback player of the year, he's going to have to trust that offensive line, and especially now with the knee injury. You know as well as I do, you're coming back from an injury like that. You may not be, again, conscious, but subconsciously you're worried about the about the knee. Uh, when we've seen Jameis at his worst is when his mechanics are not there, where his, his footwork's not there and he's not, again, well, you know, uh, stepping into his throws. Uh, will he have the ability to do that? Will this offensive line protect him like it once, uh, again, with another version on offense and protected Drew Brees? Because I think that's the mentality they've got to have going forward in terms okay. of protecting them. Um, uh, James Winston. I think he's got more weapons uh, when it comes to the wide receiver position, but that'd be null and void if ultimately he doesn't have the time to really throw the football. Break down this offensive line for us, if you would.
3: Yeah, I think the the, the two big spots here you're, you're really looking at this season are going to be, uh, of course, looking at that that uh, you know that right guard spot with Caesar Ruiz, and then of course that left tackle spot that you mentioned with Trevor Penning and James Hurst. And I, look, I wouldn't be surprised if Trevor Penning wins that that role, his rookie season, which would sort of be best-case scenario for, for New Orleans. It does; It's not a must for them, but it would be a best-case scenario for them, especially knowing that he's a first-round selection that they invested in. I would be surprised to see James Hurst potentially compete with Cesar Ruiz at that right guard spot and potentially either work to push him in his development or potentially even challenge him as a starter on that role. You know, One of the things that's actually pointed out during the Uh, during the uh, golf uh, tournament weekend was that there's a chance that you see Trevor Penning and James Hurst both on the offensive line in 2022. And so I think those are going to be the biggest places that you're watching. Um, You know, James Hurst could also be somebody that if Andres Pete's not ready to come back and they're not feeling very comfortable at his recovery right at the beginning of the season in 2022, that he could potentially end up sliding in as a starter at left guard in place or or in the stead of um, Andres Pete while he continues his recovery. But, you know, look, if, if you get good play from this offensive line, both on its interior and on Jameis Winston's blind side, which unfortunately are where some of the question marks are right now, that ends up helping out Jameis Winston a ton. I mean, you look at his – he was sacked sixty. Oh, he was 6.4% of his uh, dropbacks last year. He was only sacked 11 times in those seven games that he appeared. That's not terrible. That's not bad by any means, and that was, certainly was his – uh, with the exception of his 2015-2016 seasons, that was his lowest of his career. And if you look at his time in New Orleans as a whole, it's high, his sack percentage, but that includes that you know, second half of that 2020 uh, San Francisco 49ers game that he came into, and his only instruction really was, don't turn the ball over, hold it, take the sack if you need to, and, and and he and so he did, right? He took two sacks in that season. So yeah, it's a 15.4% sack percentage, but not on enough dropbacks to really be a, a you know a value for some evaluation there. And so that 2021 season is obviously a better identifier. And that was with a, an unhealthy offensive line. That was without Toron Armstead for several games. That was without uh, Eric. McCoy for a few games, with Caesar Ruiz not playing the right guard for a few games. I mean, there were a lot of caveats on that offensive line last year when Jameis Winston was under center. And so I think that this year, if you get good play, I'm not talking excellent play. I'm not talking, you know, best offensive line in the NFL type play. Certainly you want that. And certainly the Saints have the capacity to do that. Four out of these five guys have been a part of the best offensive line in football at different times throughout their careers with New Orleans where you get good offensive line play up front, and that should be enough to give Jameis Winston what he needs, especially if he's improved in the short and intermediate areas, which was a big focus for him over the course of offseason will continue to be during training camp, and you give him time to where when he is ready to take those shots downfield and the Saints are ready to open it up, that you know, those rats can develop downfield with the long speed of guys like Chris Olave and Deontay Hardy. It should be a pretty good season for New Orleans, for Jameis Winston, and for the guys that are going to be catching those passes if he gets the time to let them loose.
0: Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints podcast, Saints Wire, and Crested sportscom is our guest. Ross, uh, we've seen an offensive lines during the Peyton era where, again, they were maulers, uh, where, again, they could run the football very, very effectively. Um in the most part, again, always been very good at pass blocking with a guy like okay. uh, Drew Brees. But Brees helped that a lot. Brees' ability yep. to diagnose the defense before the snap, know where he's going with the football, and, of course, getting the ball out quickly really helped the um, uh, the offensive line, every offensive line that he had in terms of, again, in pass blocking, because they didn't have to hold those blocks uh, a long way. Um, with that said, what what is the – Mo, what does this particular offensive line hang its hat on? Where's the strength? I think I think what well what they'll really hang
3: their hat on and, and should look to hang their hat on this year is going to be basically I think it's going to be on communication or it's going to be on tenacity. I mean, I know that they're not necess- that those are more intangibles than they are are anything else. They should be a good run blocking team. Trevor Penning was a very very good run blocker in college, and most of his question marks come from technique in the pass blocking game and we know the New Orleans Saints offensive line will fill out with four of the five guys that have been extremely good run blockers uh, in front of Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram and Latavius Murray and others over the course of the past few years. But I think their ability to communicate in gel is gonna be a big piece of it. And I think that the tenacity that Trevor Penning's gonna bring as, you know, this this Mauler, this guy that plays Deep into the echo of the whistle. I think that that attitude is contagious. I think that's something that this offensive line will look to take on. And with Doug Marone being, you know, coming in as the offensive line coach, I think he'll coach that as well. I mean, they're not going to look to take Trevor Penning and make him, you know, more amicable on the field. They're just going to work to hone that. Uh, that that aggressive nature, and I think that that's something that they'll look to echo across the entire offensive line. And so I think that, look, sometimes there are going to be times to where, you know, the Saints are going to be a very good run-blocking team. There are going to be times where they're asked to be a very good pass-blocking team. It's all going to come down to what the game plan is. But if they have those two things, communication and if they have that baller mentality, then they should be able to excel when asked in either of those areas of the game, and I think that that's something that New Orleans is going to look to take advantage of uh, under Dennis Allen, for sure, who wants to have a good running team, but who has not been shy at all of bolstering the passing attack in New Orleans as well.
0: Ross, are you surprised they didn't move Ramsek to the left side? I mean, you're talking about a guy that, again, that was a very good left, left tackle in college. Uh, the, the transition could be made, even though, again, we know, again, it, it is completely opposite in, in terms mm-hmm. of technique, everything else that you're doing from left to right. Uh, but you're talking about a Pro Bowl player. You're talking about one of the best tackles in football, uh, putting him on Winston's blind side. Are you surprised they said, no, we're going to keep it right tackle. We'll draft the left tackle.
3: Yeah, I think, you know, it, it's funny. Uh, I I still think that that could potentially be a, a possibility, but it, it feels kind of like a, like a kind of last ditch effort or maybe a last resort doesn't seem that they really rush to that i'm not super surprised by it though and, and some people would say that they that the reason why this didn't happen is because uh Ryan Ramczyk has a you know an incentive in his contract if he plays left tackle but the incentive yep. is so minor it, it, it's it's 1 million dollars sure. per year for the remainder of his contract if he gets a first or second team All-Pro spot at left tackle, so it's not something that's super readily available to him. If they move him to left tackle, that makes you feel like, and nor nor is the amount of money something that would keep you from doing that. So I think that the the mentality maybe from the Saints there is look, let's not create two question marks on the offensive line at tackle. They know what Ryan Ranjic can do on the right side. He's one of the best right tackles in the NFL. He certainly paid like it, and and deservingly so. And instead, focus in on the one question mark on the left side when it comes to left tackle. And I think James Hurst could be a big part of that equation as well, so that they feel that, look, you can draft Trevor Penning. If he's not ready to go, you don't have to move him around and potentially stunt his development, uh, for a guy that you know hasn't played the position for an extremely long time, It didn't really start until a couple years into college, as a as a, um, uh, a transition tight end. And so I think the confidence and the comfort in James Hurst maybe keeps them from doing that too, because they would they seem to be way more comfortable with the idea of James Hurst at left tackle with Ryan Ramchick at right tackle, while Trevor Penning gets ready and develops, than they are with the idea of moving Ryan Ramchick to left tackle and then starting the rookie at right tackle, asking him. Asking him without NFL experience to learn how to play on an NFL offensive line with all of the reversed or mirrored mechanics. So I think maybe those things are really the reason why the Saints didn't really entertain the idea of moving Ryan Ramchick, and I think those make sense.
0: Mm-hmm. If her starts, I got to believe that, that Trevor Penning is now tackle eligible, right? Yeah, I think so.
3: I, I don't think I, my, my mantra has always been let tackles play tackle. So I don't think that you, you know, put him in a telephone box at guard and have him compete for one of the guard spots. I, I don't think you do that to him. I think you continue to let him develop at that left tackle spot, and then all of a sudden he he becomes your sixth offensive tackle that gets on the field every now and then, uh, and maybe you know helps to lead the way in the, those power run blocking games. Maybe when Taysom Hill's healthy, get some of those snaps as a read option quarterback, and you put. Trevor Penning in a situation to do what it is that you know he can do extremely well, which is be a run blocker and help to build his confidence that way by putting him out on the field every now and then and letting him be that run blocker, that big-time baller in the run game, build his confidence, get him excited, and continue to utilize him in that way. I think that you know the same thing goes where if, if um, Trevor Penning does get that spot then James Hurst very likely becomes your sixth tackle but you know if if both those guys end up playing on the offensive line at any point don't be surprised if it's Calvin Throckmorton who has a lot of versatility as well on
0: drafted free agent from just a few years ago Well, I tell you read my mind the next question was going to be who's <laughs> the swing guy who's the guy they can count on outside of James Hurst to play multiple positions and I gotta believe it's Throckmorton, right? Yeah,
3: absolutely. I mean, that guy—they—they they call him Doc Throck. He's had that—he's uh, had that nickname his entire collegiate career during his time at Oregon because he's so incredibly smart. Uh, he has played every single offensive line position there is, maybe outside a center. But you know, I wouldn't be surprised if in his past at some point he's practiced or taken some center snaps at, at you know somewhere. I mean, the guy just soaks up information. He learns so incredibly quickly. A really good example of him. Is that he was a he was a late late addition to the Senior Bowl his draft year, and that meant that he wasn't even showing up in Mobile until the first day of practice. He showed up, they handed him his playbook, he practiced for three days, and then he performed as one of the better performers in the game that upcoming weekend. And uh, you know that's something that really speaks highly of his ability to come in and very quickly adapt to uh, what these teams are asking him to do.
0: Ross, always a pleasure, my friend. Once again, tell the folks about where they can find your articles, how they can check out your great podcast, how they can follow you on social media.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll start off here with, you know, the new edition here over at uh, CrescentCitySports.com where you can find that, uh, that piece on Jameis Winston's ability to maybe be able to step into that comeback player of the year role. And if he does, what that means for guys like Chris Olave and Michael Thomas who could hear their names called at the SBs as well. So not only one award potentially uh, on – Jameis Winston shoulders he could potentially lead the way to a couple others you can find it over at com. you can find all my other writing over at SaintsWire.USAToday.com including a uh, great piece that I uh, really enjoy putting together with ranking the NFC South quarterbacks. now that Baker Mayfield is in the conversation mm-hmm. as a Carolina Panther and of course a Locked on Saints podcast you can find every Monday through Friday wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well.
0: Thank you my friend we'll check in with you next week always great uh, as always thanks so much.
3: Appreciate you, buddy. Always a pleasure. I'll talk to you here soon. Stay safe.
0: There you go. There it goes. Ross Jackson, again, uh, now with PressCitySports.com, Saints Wire, and also Locked on Saints Podcast. Hey, so don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Aiding, ACPromise.com, ACPromise.com, in the market for a new system. Hey, Burkhardt is uh, authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. Uh, before you sign that contract with any other company, at least have Burkhardt come out and give you a price. That's all. you again find out about, again, the service before and after the sale. Again, the knowledge, again, that they have. And then, of course, again, the, the, the modern um, equipment and techniques they use to measure your home to, again, make. Sure that you get the right unit for your home or your business, and then the service after the sale impeccable. Again, uh, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business, and of course, only doing the work that's necessary. They have crews that, again, all they do is install systems. That's all they do. So again, uh, no not no matter how big or how small. Uh, looking for a new air conditioning system? Think Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambos, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, The Hideout Bar. You know they open seven days a week. You know they open late. And, of course, they got great cocktails, great menu for you. Get out there and enjoy a, menu, uh, and enjoy a great meal or cocktail at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Open seven days a week and open late. We'll be right back with Jordy Colada of The Jordy Colada Show. New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at nashfm1061.com. Country for Life, 1061, Nash Icon.
1: This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. If your business is feeling a summer hiring wave, then you need Indeed. Their all-in-one hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates. Visit Indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
5: 10 eastbound, your delays are solid from City Park to the high-rise. Look out for delays on 10 westbound from St. Bernard to Canal, and delays for solid on the 610 on the eastbound side from St. Bernard to the 10610 Merge, and on the westbound side from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 Merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway, your delays are solid from Stumpf Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. If you're traveling westbound, Along the Pontchartrain Expressway, delays are solid from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And look out for accidents North Claiborne at Tennessee and Palmyra at South Broad. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brander Traffic Center.
1: Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen. Your largest investment? Call DA Exterminating now ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com.
2: On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary.
0: Hey, folks, don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire. Family owned and operated by the Piazza family since 1972. It's your one-stop shop for Quad auto repairs and the best deals on tires. They offer the largest selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. Uh, you need a new set of wheels, new set of tires. They're the experts. Again, choose from the large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches, and financing is available. ASC certified technicians and, of course, uh, the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealerships. Vehicles not operating correctly. Bring it on over to Southern Tire. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Hickory and Airline in Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3, 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com, check out all the service they provide for their customers. It's Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharaghan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harrahan. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in an authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. You heard the man. This half hour brought to you by our friends at Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Streets. I'm telling you, the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. And, yeah, again, the Bader Brothers did it. They knocked it out of the park. They took an old, decrepit strip club that was nothing but problems, constantly getting shut down, uh, doing illegal activity, went in, totally renovated it. I mean, renovated to the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street, uh, on the first floor, you got picture windows. You can o- overlook Bourbon Street and have a meal, and cocktails there. Go to the back of the restaurant, uh, and there's a beautiful French Quarter courtyard for you. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Cocktails. Uh, you can dine there. There's a beautiful r- bar right on the first floor. Take the elevator to the second floor. As the elevator opens up, uh, to your left is a beautiful bar. You, as you walk, again, you've got a Bourbon Street balcony. Again, you can dine there. You can have, you can have your, ne- you can vent there, or you can have cocktails. Plenty of seating on the second floor to be able to dine. Or just to kind of hang out, and then on the third floor, Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. When the elevator opens up, you'll see that beautiful bar sitting there. And then, of course, I'm telling you, the sightlines on the on the on the on the Bourbon Street balcony is something unlike any time you've anything you've ever seen, because there's never been a Bourbon Street rooftop bar before. It's one of its kind, one of a kind. Get on over there and check it out. Fantastic menu for you, incredible cocktails, okay, and great service as well. Uh, you again, you can also uh, when you finish up. Go right next door to the hideout bar where they've got live music for you. Also, again, cocktails, food uh, in a French Quarter courtyard setting in an over 300-year-old building. What a night. And right there in the 411 Bourbon Street. Start off at Mambo's, finish it off at the hideout bar. To find out more, uh, go to MamboNola.com. Lunch and dinner, seven days a week, fantastic cocktails. It's Mambo's, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. Uh, Get out there and enjoy a great meal or cocktail at Mambo's in the hideout bar. All part of Oceana Family of Restaurants. Yeah, you're right. All right. I um, want to thank Ross Jackson for joining us in the program. Jordy Collada of the Jordy Collada Show is our guest now. Jordy, how are you, my friend?
6: It's good to be back, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Jordy, before we get started, you know I got to hype the show, man. Tell us all about the show. Tell us how folks can find the show, the different outlets that, that are available for them. Tell us all about it.
4: Man, I appreciate that as always. We're on YouTube. Uh, where you can find us at Jordy Colada Show. If you just heard, uh, search us on social media at Colada Show. You can find everything we got going on. Uh, if you are a WAFB subscriber and got the WAFB Plus app, you can find us there as well. So uh, hopefully, it's becoming easier and easier for you to uh, for you to to access the content. But uh, if you can't, uh, just search us on social media, any of the platforms at Colada Show.
0: And it's a great follow, folks. I'm telling you right now, it's a fantastic follow for you. And, and the great thing about Geordie's shows is, again, he's got uh, – they're, they're putting a lot of his interviews, a lot of the great little segments on social media. So even, even if you don't have the chance to be able to get there and check out the, the whole show from 7 to 9, or you want to catch it a little bit later on on YouTube, you can still, again, kind of get a feel for what happened that day. By, again, just this, with the drops they're putting on social media. So, again, digital platform again owning it owning it that's the Jordy colada show make sure you're checking them out on, on, on again your favorite digital platform Jordy, i want to start off with the new orleans pelicans uh, again the the zion williamson camp has really used your platform as as a way to be able to get the word out on what they were thinking during this off season uh, it all comes to fruition again with this with this past week where uh he signed a max deal uh, with with yeah. the with the New Orleans uh, Pelicans, and of course, it's five years, no option. Could be as much as two hundred thirty-two million dollars uh, if again, he makes an All NBA team, is the MVP or Defensive Player of the Year uh, next season. Uh, but with that said, uh, all this rancoring and everybody hand ringing, uh, Zion continues to be a Pelican. Talk about it.
4: e yeah, I really think it's it's one of the the, the highest days. Of the New Orleans Pelicans franchise, they've had some high days, obviously since uh, being the the, the Hornets. Uh, you know, the day that they were announced that they were here, uh, obviously drafting Chris Paul, uh, the playoff run, even drafting Anthony Davis as, as the New Orleans Hornets. Uh, the Pelicans have had some really good times as a franchise, but I thought yesterday was a top moment in, in in the franchise's short history as, as as being the Pelicans, just because of everything that is around that signing. Willie Green being set in place and really feeling like he's got that play, you know, that spot secured. You've got Brandon Ingram bought in on a contract. You got you know guys that are young finding their way, like Jose Alvarado and Herb Jones and Trey Murphy. And you know, I mean, when you look up Jose, you know, uh, is really kind of starting to find his role and fit in. And then you're able to to sign the contract to your your generational, talented. Uh, you know, just number one pick. And it's no player option on the contract, which I think is even more of a, a sign of the commitment to the franchise and the city. And I love the way that the, the contract is, is is constructed. I mean, I know that there's $190 million guaranteed. Zion wakes up today, you know, I mean, uh, with generational wealth, you know, I mean, his his grandkids' grandkids won't have to to work if it's if it's managed properly and there, there's still motivation within that contract with incentives to getting, you know, a, an extra 60 million. There's 40 million dollars of incentives built in to if he's all NBA. I mean, he the, the last couple of years have been you know, so um, it's such a bumpy ride for, for Zion. I, 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 for, I, I forgot. I mean, he got all NBA votes in his second season. You know, is a guy that's capable of being an all-NBA player in a blink of an eye. Um, And, and, you know, there's incentives within that contract to get him to that level. So, look, I I think that yesterday needs to be celebrated uh, by the city. Yesterday needs to be celebrated by the franchise. I think it's a day that will live on for a long time. I think we'll see the images of him at the YMCA signing that contract next to his brother and family with the kids behind him, uh, you know, for a long time. I, I think that... You know yesterday was what was a uh, you know, a monumental moment in a, in a young franchise that feels like they're they're set to explode
0: And it seems like there's a buy-in from him as well. Look, it's one thing saying you're buying in. It's another thing proving you're buying in. One way to do that is to sign the contract. Yes, we've seen it before. Daniel's asked the question. We've seen Baron Davis. We've seen Chris Paul. We've seen Anthony Davis You know, buy into these max deals and then want to push their way out. There's no no way of knowing, again, if that's going to happen with Zion. But there seems to be a buy-in. There's a buy-in with his body now. You can see the personal chef. You can see, again, this is a kid that lost a lot of weight quickly. Again, he's in the weight. Room. He's working. He's work. He's working out. So again, that was one of the things that people questioned. Okay, can he stay in shape? obviously if he's not injured he's trying to stay in shape here and 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 now again what we're hoping is but we're seeing that he's working out with the with again the personnel with the, with the with the pelicans at their facility so you know he's trying to expand his game so there seems to be a buy in not just from Zion but again from the whole Zion camp into New Orleans and i think he tried to say that over and over again throughout the offseason in into into again you know um in into this this uh, contract negotiation situation. And I think they reiterated it yesterday that they are all in on new Orleans.
4: Yeah, they really did. You know, I I think yesterday we saw the first time Zion really, uh, you know, uh, approach and and answer that question with, with, um, you know, with with some conviction behind it. You know I mean? Now that he's got the contract, he knows he's secure. He's here. You know, he, he really kind of talked about, you know how all of that 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 narrative, that storyline, has been really been pushed and 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 made up, and nobody really got the information from him, and he had the chance to have the podium yesterday, and you know he he stressed his love for the city and his commitment uh, to the franchise, and I think uh, you know he he really wanted that moment. And, and look Eve, for the, the the other side of it, the Pelicans did it the right way. I mean, they really, in my opinion, got 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 Zion reengaged just by their their, their their style, you know, I mean, that, that Willie Green was really, um, you know, showing that he was relatable. He was a guy that was getting the most out of the team. Uh, you had a young, energetic, very likable crew in the locker room. You had a team that started winning, obviously, when they, you know, they made a couple of moves within the season to get guys like C.J. McCollum. And, 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 you know, Zion's watching from Portland and, you know, he's a teammate. He wants to be involved in that. He came back early. He committed to the the franchise, and I think, you know, we can debate whether or not he was happy or unhappy or what he was feeling over the last couple of years, but what got him really re-engaged and energized and looking towards the future was just the way that the Pelicans were doing it. I mean, with the the, the personnel and Mm -hmm. the coaching and you know the the vibe around the team, I mean, the Pelicans are a very likable team right now. It's crazy. I'm hearing national talking heads right now, like debate, and look, I'm against it, and I don't think it'll ever happen, but they're they're talking about Kevin Durant considering that he could he should consider you know mm-hmm. like the New Orleans Pelicans, which is even wild to even like bring up. I mean like I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think that he'll even probably contemplate it, but the fact that people are talking about that publicly. On, on national platforms gives you an idea of the trajectory and the, the direction that the franchise is headed.
0: I 100% agree, and that was where I was going next. Kevin Durant was the next big story, again, that the, the Pels could be on the short list, considering what they have, assets, again, on this team, uh, the assets in terms of draft picks from the Bucks, the Lakers, and their own. Uh, I am against it, okay? Uh, and, look, I, I love Kevin Durant as a player. But Kevin Durant is 35 years old. Uh, he's got four years left on his deal. He's play, played 90 games over the last two years. Uh, he, I'm not going to say he's often injured, but he takes time off. you got an up-and-coming player in Brandon Ingram. He may be the next Ke- Kevin Durant. He may not be. But at the end of the day, I think there's something to be said about sustainable winning, building a team and kind of in the shadow of what the Golden State Warriors did. And I think one day that mercenary will come. One day there will be players that will say that an all-star, an all-time player will say, I want to play with this team and go and get a ring. I just think, I don't think this is the time. With that said, I would not do the deal. You just said you would not do the deal. Why?
4: For a lot of the same reasons that you just pointed out, but most notably, I think that you've got a young nucleus with a very bright future and putting in a aging all-star and veteran in the league that still has a lot of good basketball left to play. I'm not knocking Durant, but as far as his fit with this team right now, to me, it just doesn't make any sense. And that's crazy to say, but they have drafted so well. And they've put together such a really you know such a great collection of guys that play together. The style, the balance that that, that they, they have on this team, I think is something that is very difficult to find at the professional level. I mean at the, at the, the college level, you can go recruit your team. You, 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 can, you can look, you can say, "This is the type and style I want to recruit to, and, and you can build classes with those types of players. In the NBA, you can say you like certain types of players, but you know finances, you know trade contracts, things can prohibit you from from really building that squad. How you want to do it? I think the Pelicans have done a a really nice strategic you know way of of building a a roster. I mean, the the the, the team really makes sense. You know, I mean, it, think about if they would have had Zion in that run and and would have had that capability to be, you know to have that scoring threat and that guy that can play. You know, ISO basketball and get you a bucket and a half court when you had to have one. Uh, it, it, to me, they've got all of the parts that you need to be instantly competitive and compete at a at, at a championship level right now in the NBA. I just wouldn't mess with it.
0: I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't either. Even, Not even, give...
4: even for Kevin Durant.
0: Yeah, me, me neither. Not at this point. I'd like to see what this team can do. I mean, like I said, if they're going to be a championship team down the line, the mercenary is going to come. I mean, just, it's not that today is not the day. No, although it is some bad news with all the great news we've had. Devontae Graham stopped for a DUI in North Carolina. That's obviously going to affect them going forward. I'm a guy that would like to see him return. We'll see how that plays out. But maybe that's that's the only set of bad news that the Pels have had in a long, long time.
4: Yeah, when I saw that across the wire today, I thought to myself, "Man, when was the last time you got a piece of bad news on the Pelicans?" Eh, and yeah. you know, I, I know hopefully Devontae Graham can um, you know take care of this, and and obviously you hate to see these stories, and um, you know, I mean, I just obviously hope and thank God nobody got hurt, but yes, um, you know, it's just I, I, I'm with you when I saw that. I thought to myself, "Man, this is this is the first time the Pelicans have been on the wrong side of news in a while."
0: Yep, no doubt. Got about two minutes left, but I, I got to ask you, man. Frank Kelly killing it in recruiting,
4: huh? <laughs> they're on fire right now. E And look, Jamar Cain was in the studio earlier this week, and they picked up just a flurry of defensive linemen over the weekend and into July 4th. And, you know, he kind of pointed it out. This is a very collected staff effort that, you know, they, they, they've been working these relationships for a while, and you're starting to see some of these national relationships that Kelly's staff brought into Baton Rouge really start to pay off here. You know, they're building some depth on that defensive line. They've really done a, a nice job of, uh, making some moves on some big-time wide receivers. Jalen Brown, who's a five-star wide receiver down in South Beach, is is set to make his announcement tomorrow. It looks like LSU's going to win out, uh, and, and beat you know schools like Miami, right in their backyard, who's really you know playing the NIL game. Uh, he, you know, I mean, Miami's really back in the mix because of of what they're they're doing mm-hmm. from an NIL standpoint. So for LSU to go into to to that part of the country and and, and grab a five-star. Uh, really impressive. Cortez Hankin, uh, New Orleans native, uh, doing a really bang-up job. And uh, yeah, right now, LSU seems like a, uh, a brand that everybody is paying attention to on the recruiting trail.
0: Well, there's another brand people are paying attention to. It's the Jordy Collada Show. Tell us all about it. Uh, appreciate
4: it as always, Z. We're on YouTube, 7 to 9 a.m. Uh, we had Scott Woodward, the athletics director, on yesterday for 30 minutes. He really did a, uh, you know a great job of explaining kind of where LSU stands right now, NIL stuff, uh, transfer portal, hiring Brian Kelly, the job that Jay Johnson's doing. uh, If you want to catch that and some other uh, content, you can do that just by hitting us up on uh, social media, at Colada Show. Search us on YouTube. Uh, You can find all of the content there for you every single day. We'll be back with you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m.
0: on all of those properties. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate the time, as always. We'll check in with you next week. Appreciate it, E. Talk to you next week. Jordy Collado, the Jordy Collado Show. Again, it's a must-listen to, a must-listen to on your digital platforms. All right, folks, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. It doesn't matter where you live, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Your AC breaks down, you call Burkhardt. They'll be there. Fifteen trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call, strategically set up all over the metropolitan area, after-hours service as well. How are you going to beat it? You can't. Again, honest, reliable service since 1989. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant, the Hideout Bar. We're talking about open seven days a week. We're talking about open late. We're talking about, again, great menus and fantastic cocktails. How can you go wrong? It's the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Get out there and enjoy a great meal at one today. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Gasher here with my good friend Mike Delahoussi Lucy, the TikTok tock Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Fred? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry right, mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe. Causeway rate I-10 in Metairie.
2: Did you book the Townsend's 10th anniversary ticket? Polona's travel agency is no, overbooked no, no. Oh, and experiencing delays. She needs to land a new project manager to clear her business's runways. Yes, Mrs. O'Hara, we checked. Pygmy goats do not count as emotional support animals. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits by interviewing on Indeed. Visit indeed.com credit. Terms and conditions apply.
1: eBay Motors.
0: Let's ride. Demand different. Demand Dudley DeBosier. Imagine this. You've been hurt in a car crash, but the insurance company only offers you pennies on the dollar for what you need for your injuries. You realize you should have called a lawyer, but how can you afford one now? At Dudley DeBosier, that call is free. And we are the only law firm in the state with the no-fee guarantee. That means you pay us nothing, no fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans la twenty-two one three five 7, 8. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank our guests, Mike Scarborough, Ross Jackson, Jody Collada, Rudy back at studio producing the program. also want to thank all the fantastic sponsors to sponsor our show. Thank you to each and every one of those sponsors, including our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambos, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's KG Cannon Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. Get out there and enjoy a great meal or cocktail at the Oceana Family Restaurants. And to our audience, thank you so much for listening wherever you're listening to the program. The award winning Inside New Orleans Sports coming up at 6. Richie Bills is my guest on WLA TV, right here on 106.1 FM. It's the Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green and Ken Trahan. I'm Eric Asher. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you tomorrow, straight up 4 o'clock, from the dog catching the governor. You know what includes the man. They all got to go. I want you on the